0: Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am Jeff. And I'm Jake. What's up, dude? I am
1: torn about what to do about grad school.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: so I've been communicating with the one and only Dr. Lopez, mm-hmm. my mentor, my field guide. Um, yeah. He. So I found, do you know how I was saying, like, I can't find anything online for international relations. Right. I did find one okay. through Arizona
0: State University online. Yeah, they got a pretty good online program, from what I've found.
1: That's what I've read. Right. So I, met, I said they have a master's program in global in global security, mm-hmm. which is right up my alley. Okay. Like they have cl- like reading the class list. It's denuclearization and Ooh. like terrorism, like anti- uh, counterterrorism policy, yeah. stuff like that. Um, well, stuff I would love to do. Okay. But. I was like, I just don't know anything about the program. Like okay. I, because there's a, there's a whole series of schools called APSEA, the APSEA school system, mm-hmm. which are, it's, there's like 20 global international relations schools mm-hmm. um, that are accredited high profile international relations study program. Right. Programs and most of the tuition at all of these schools is like above thirty grand a year. Yeah, and so it's ridiculous. I was looking at University of Denver, but I would have to move. And yearly tuition is like forty eight thousand dollars a year at University of the Denver Masters for a Masters. Wow. So I'm looking at another ninety grand in debt. Yeah. I mean, for a Masters, I mean that would be so cool. And it would be it would cool. be excellent, but I don't know if I could get a job. You could like that would be able to pay. Back that student, loan right immediately, like immediately, because well, yeah, I would want, I would want, have I would a 90 grand check. To <laughs> well, well I like, know, but <laughs> to be able to start making payments on, yeah,
0: that. I think, okay,
1: um, plus the cost of moving and everything, right? right so I was right. like, I need, I want to find something. Is it Obviously, in Colorado? Yeah, uh,
0: where, what city? Denver. Oh, it could be spendy too, mm-hmm. living in the city, like, yeah, that. yeah.
1: Um, University of Washington is
0: one. Okay, and that's
1: definitely a possibility. I've started filling out an application for mm-hmm. University of Washington. I like that you're filling that um, out at the Jackson School of International Relations. Okay, it's much more affordable because it's in-state. Right, so I would be paying in-state tuition versus yes. out-of-state
0: tuition, which is about. Is it like, online in Seattle? No, you have to move. I would
1: have to move to Seattle. <laughs> Um, cool. I would rather not do that, right? But if I want to get to where I want to go, Gotta do it. I want to. I hear you. Well, I'm probably gonna have to. But so I, I emailed Dr. Lopez about Arizona State. It's an online program mm-hmm. in global security, and he went and looked at it, and he said they don't even list their faculty. He's like, oh. they don't give a faculty list. So he said, I he's like, I would be really skeptical because Mm. you might just be getting taught by grad students. You might be getting taught by, you know, professional lecturers who don't have PhDs or not experts in the field or experience in the field. Um, and he said because they're not disclosing that information, yeah. He's like, I would be a little skeptical of it. That's so yeah. him and I are gonna meet for coffee and discuss it. Dude, that's so great. So on Monday. So I'm I excited. love that he's been so helpful for you. He's been great. Yeah. I just can't even say enough. And like anybody who's listening, if you're in the local area and you're mm-hmm. kind of thinking about schools, I there you cannot go wrong going with WSU Vancouver.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean we all I think I think a lot of students I think all of us, I mean, as far as like in in the history major, can point to one professor that just really stood out for, uh, I mean, obviously he's poli sci, Mm -hmm. but I mean, even on that campus, you're a history major, that's why I said that, but that you have a professor that you can point to that's like so helpful with everything, and I have that professor, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think other students that we know have various professors that they really just connected with, and yeah, I think I love that. I mean, we've said this a million times, but just that small campus and the ability of the smaller classrooms, the ability and openness of all those professors to to want to have their students succeed. And then also like right now you're seeing Lopez go out of his way to to give you a hand to help you out mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of navigate your future with you. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I, like I, you can't. Uh, I couldn't ask for for anything more, and it's been great. And on top of that, it's just a great educate, yeah. great education, definitely. So that's been where I'm at. Other than applying for different jobs, I had I took a skills yeah examination yeah, um for as Department of Social Health, Social and Health Services, mm-hmm. um, and still waiting to hear back yeah. from that.
0: Yeah. I did a supplemental question for the Oregon Liquor Commission. You're telling yeah, you're talking yeah. about that too. Uh, I submitted it yesterday. I feel like I crushed it. I included like, oh, I I feel like I just wrote it so well, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I want I want to be really disappointed if I don't even hear back from Department of Child, Youth and Family Services right, that right. new like Washington State Department. Yeah, that um, was just was just uh, implemented and funded mm-hmm. this year yeah like this first year of this program and i i wrote the cover letter i wrote for this thing was like masterpiece yes. i felt so i put so much effort <sighs> into it it closed on the 16th i still haven't heard anything oh my god so gosh. i'm like man if i don't even get it takes a while for i know the government the, the, the wheels of government yeah. can be very difficult but uh yeah there's that
0: I'm just saying, get ready for that disappointment. I know. I'm not oh, will, I, oh, I'm i definitely but, ready for it.
1: But I'm just like, man, like this one, I really. Right. There's some I can, I kind of half-ass. Yeah. And then
0: this one, I really went after. I have had so, those. You like put everything into it. Mm-hmm. And so now I've kind of, what I've done is like constructed a general, really well-written um, cover letter and then have the ability now to just swap in agencies and jobs. Oh, that's
1: such a good idea. Cause it's so, the, it's, I'll send it's it to you. Incredibly daunting task. It is. It to is. try to write one for every single, I even right. like applied for a teller position with some federal credit union. Oh wow. They were paying 15 to 17 an hour mm-hmm. just to be a teller. Right. And I was like, shit, yeah. it's in Washington. Right. I don't have to pay Oregon taxes. Yeah. And I was like, might as well. Yeah. I applied for that. Haven't heard from them. And Kylie's like, well, you know, cause Kylie works at a credit union right. and, She's pretty high. She's pretty far up in hers, and um, she's like, "Well, we generally don't hire people for teller positions with bachelor's degrees, right. Because they're only using we most of the time. They're only using that job until they get a better job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I was like, Well shit, that's what I'm doing.' But yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn it, like I'm overqualified. Like yeah. I'm, I'm over. I'm being I'm being discriminated against because I'm not discriminated against. I'm just I'm being no. I totally hear you. I'm being told I can't get a a decent paying low entry yeah. level job because I'm overqualified. Right. <laughs> Jesus. So you can't win. Yeah. History majors cannot win the smart, like not even the history majors are tough because it's not even like this, uh, the small, like the smartest people in our class. Yeah. Except yes. for like Matt Reeves, <laughs> yeah, who, who like he's done a great job. Yeah, he has it's a good job. Great, a job. great job. And <laughs> he, um, I mean, he, 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 It's excellent for him. I'm so happy for him.
0: The rest of us are like, what the hell? Yeah, like, what are we doing wrong? Yeah, I I remember after graduation, like, just putting that dedicated mm -hmm. time into every specific job. Almost reconstructing a letter just for specific jobs. Putting everything into it and just getting denied and denied and denied. And then just being over it. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I casually, like, applied for the job that I have now. And I keep saying, you know, like, people keep saying, like, oh, are you going to get a new job? Like, do you want a new job? And it's like, I do have a new job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not the same job that I had when I went to college. It's better paying. Um, my boss is incredible. I can – he literally gives me any time off that I want unless somebody has already asked for it off. Um, and if it's if I need an appointment for medical stuff, he that he's like, dude, you'll have it off even if somebody has it off. So, I mean – and I've, I've kind of shifted my attitude towards this job. It's been hard because of the hours, mm-hmm. obviously, but what I've been doing is just really focusing and dedicating time to sleep. Yeah. That's and, I'm sure that's important. Oh, and it's made the job so much better. I, I enjoy it more. I can, I can not hate my life <laughs> if I have sleep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, with that said, though, I've been applying for <laughs> other jobs like mm-hmm. crazy and while it would be good for me to move into another job i think there's a part of me that would be bummed out to leave the situation that i have now because i'm now settling into it a little bit mm-hmm. i have a good a good situation for me yeah i was talking to my boss today and he was just like um he was like you know uh well okay i'll just say i got a bonus mm-hmm. for the little time that i've been there and it's based on my performance and he's like next year when you're here with us for a whole year, if we meet our goals, you'll get a much bigger bonus. And he goes, and if you try to leave me next year, I will go. I won't let you. Uh, he said, "Uh, you. It won't be without me kicking and screaming the entire time." So like, he loves me. That's so awesome. And to know to know that it's just like, like, that. yeah, he's so great. And and that that appreciation and and that value that he has on me makes me not want to leave. So I put out a, we did a review, like annual review. And I, I did one for the months that I've been there. And I put on there, I was like, listen, like I'm looking for an opportunity to move up. I don't want to be in this position forever. If this position was nine to five, I could easily do it and just kinda do it for a few years until there was an opportunity to move Mm -hmm. up. But I wanna go now. And granted I've only been there four or five months, but it's like I said, if I don't dedicate time to sleep, it's a rough job.
1: It sucks going to work tired. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I do. (laughs) Did you
0: work today? I did. Oh yeah. I only slept like four hours today. But um that's because I was staying late at work to kind of. I felt good about yeah. being there, so I was like, "Let's let's do what we can to because it's performance based." Sure. Yeah, when Kyle
1: <laughs> and I both work at nine, we we get up at like six and walk the dogs. So
0: I've been oh up, my word, I've been up for a while. You guys are dedicated parents. I know. Um, but yeah, so with that said, uh, another thing I'd mentioned on that review was that I am also interested in uh, grad program yes so it's the Murrow College of Communication with WSU mm-hmm. a master's in strategic communication and that's and on their global campus yeah it's online, online. Okay. Um, and the thing about it is like I, I do have my we have our degrees in history but we have you know we have these interests that our passions are or I think I don't know how has international relations kind of always been your passion, or has mm-hmm. it developed? You know, over this. It started experience? my
1: first semester at WCU. Yeah, where nothing I d- would have ever thought about right. in my life.
0: See, isn't that so interesting? Yeah. So I think with communications, getting into podcasting and and being a part of like outreach and and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. communications has just developed into something that I really think that I could get into. And like you were saying, I look at this list of courses and I'm like, oh, I could get into that. Persuasion for professional communications, yeah. uh, professional multimedia content creation, um, consumer behavior, and brand development—like mm-hmm. that's all stuff. I'm just like, ooh, that could be fun. Yeah, um, a
1: whole class designed to that, right? Like, I was looking at the course, the coursework for that, for that one mm-hmm, degree, mm-hmm. that one ASU, yeah. thing, and it was like we we did a unit on that, right. In one of my classes, mm-hmm. we spent like two weeks on that. But that's a whole freaking semester class dedicated to that. Yeah, dedicated to like that, sixteen so. weeks uh-huh. dedicated to that. To so just oh, that. Like, so nerds, nerds. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, and that's another thing. I so I wrote that on my my review is like I to I want to get my master's in communications, and I want to. I I think that a master's would help if I stayed at say I stayed at right away for. Years, You know what I mean? Decades. Mm -hmm. And I moved my way up. I don't think a master's in communications would hurt me if I stayed in my department. Sure. If I moved up to to manager or whatever. I think a communications is a good position or a good degree that could be transcend to other management positions for various um, fields. But I also said, you know, if there's an opportunity within the communications department, I'd like to get in there as well. Yeah. So. Cool. We'll see. I don't know. Life's hard. We suck. We're nerds. We're old.
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the thing one of the concerns, <laughs> like,
0: I know, I don't know why I'm so tired. One it's of the, cause thing, I hit record. You were fine till I hit record. Right. I don't,
1: it's so weird. <laughs> I love it. One, one of the biggest um, concerns that was brought up to me by Dr. Lopez about yeah. online is like he said, one of the, he said one of the most important, but under like also the most understated thing about a grad program is the mentorship. Um, yes. Re- relationship. Yes. And devel- being able to develop that because that's how, that's what, op- yes, having the MA on your transcripts yeah. and, and in your resume looks great. Right. But without somebody opening doors for you, it can be really difficult. Yeah. So he said that would be the one thing I would advise, even if the online program is good. Right. The faculty is good, just to be cognizant of that and try right. to s- develop a relationship yeah, in some absolutely. way you can like through skyping with yeah. the faculty stuff like that so
0: well even if like i think that if i was doing an online i think skype is a great option i think that's that's a good point but i'm such i'm the kind of person where it's like i i want a face to face so mm-hmm. if i got a weekend free i might drive down to pullman and and go and meet my professors you know what i mean yeah for the just to just to do it to have a face-to-face. I think mean, I agree. I think that's important, but then you also establish those relationships. They have a face to who they're dealing with every mm-hmm. day. You can go to lunch and tell them about your personal problems and everything. And I think those connections really do help with professors. I mean, I, they, they see that you're dedicated. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, I think we just have various things that we want to talk about yeah. today. Um, first thing I was thinking about, I hope you don't mind if I start this. I want to know what you think about this. State of emergency.
1: Did one get announced?
0: Um I think there's one in Washington.
1: Oh, about uh oh yes. These, <laughs> I my, my mind went straight to Trump in the wall. <laughs> um there's stuff I guess there is stuff going on yes, outside, outside of the, Trump outside of Trump in the border wall. Mm-hmm. Um state of emergency with uh measles outbreak. Yeah, dude. Uh, very it's it's scary.
0: Yeah. So it's I, scary
1: for I me, mean, not for you and I. Right. But for a lot of people. Yeah.
0: I just read that there was cases in Hawaii from people who were just in Washington. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Great. White man spreading disease to indigenous <sighs> cultures yet
0: again. Yeah. It's just terrible, man. Like it's, it's such a reflection of like maybe how many, I mean, there's not that many. I mean, I think there's what 30 to 40 people in Washington, that have been verified cases. Yeah. Um, I, th- I would say that that's about an accurate number of what I would think of people who don't are not vaccinated. Obviously not everyone who's not vaccinated has measles, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think that that's a, I, that number makes sense to me, but now it's freaking spreading like across the Pacific to an Island. Uh, who knows how many anti-vaxxers are, th- are there? And
1: this is supposed to be the, our region, like the North Pacific Northwest, is yeah. the has the the most amount of unvaccinated people in the yeah. in the nation. Yeah, so I
0: just saw that there were cases in Bend and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, there's uh, people that I know personally that are anti-vaxxers. Yes, and my brothers. My niece had her birthday party this weekend, and uh, my mom's friend—I uh, don't—I don't know if she has health issues or what—but she she couldn't be exposed to measles or potential measles because it could be like really bad for her. Yeah. Um. So she like wrote to my brother and was like, "Hey, I know that there's going to be someone there who does not vaccinate their kids. I can't risk possibly being exposed to somebody who is either asymptomatic or carrying measles. Um. So I can't go."
1: That's, oh,
0: dude, frustrating. It's so frustrating, and like I, I hear the argument all the time that the that they do, well, we just don't like the combo um, uh, vaccinations, the MMR.
1: Oh, they're putting them all together. Yeah, because who cocktail. knows what they're doing
0: to to create that cocktail? Well, okay, you There's don't
1: government oversight,
0: but you also don't have to get them in that MMR. I think you can get them individually mm-hmm. now. Okay I don't know or not know that. that you now but I think that you have been and I think now that they're like they're pushing like if this is why dude come get them separately like just get them
1: no it's i mean that's just an excuse and then when you disprove that the goalposts constantly moves. exactly that's i mean conspiracy that's you, it's impossible to argue with conspiracy theorists yes. because they constantly move the goalposts right well okay well maybe not that but what about this yeah it's just it's a, it's a never it's a never win it's a ne, it's a it's a never win, it's an unwinnable yeah argument
0: so i i kind of talked to you about this a little bit uh was it last week or maybe 2 weeks ago about i was thinking it was 2 weeks ago about um just this idea of uh, i don't know you know the 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 far right guy and his conspiracy theorist that i was ta- telling yeah, you about yeah, yeah. so i tried to take a stance the other day i was hanging out with my buddy who um he's pretty he's pretty hardcore um he's hilarious i love him to death but i was arguing i w- took the stance of a flat earther Okay. and argued for that there was no sci- like no evidence. I was using their arguments mm-hmm. against him to see what he would do and how he could handle it. I'm like, "Listen, let's just do an exercise. I'm going to take the stance of a flat earther. I'm going to use their arguments and let's have a debate." He lost quick, dude. And I'm using the arguments of a flat earther. He 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 went down as simple to um
1: is he a flat earther? No. Okay.
0: No. But I was using the arguments that they would use mm-hmm. and he couldn't like, cause he kept, you know, they're going to, they're going to say that they're going to disprove or, or, or ignore facts and information provided by NASA because they're a state funded agency. So I'm like, take that away. What else do you have to prove it? And like, just watching him crumble was so interesting because I, I don't know, like I'm not, saying that flat earthers have a point obviously but what i am saying is that like it's it's me me looking at and struggling with and identifying that ability to like if you're going to have a belief in something don't just believe it because it's so i don't know if that's what i mean what i mean is i mean you don't have to you don't have to debate flat earthers you don't have to you could just be like i'm not even going to entertain that idea but I always try to look at it as a point from education. Like how can I show this person that maybe they're not looking at the larger picture, but he just broke down to saying, well, if that's the case, then I guess we just live in the matrix and it's all just constructed and we don't really live in the real world. And I'm like, that's not an argument. And dude, I've seen it happen a lot.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. the, The problem, I mean, yes, they can, they can bring arguments, but it's, not
0: it's nonsense it's absolute nonsense it's nonsense it's,
1: I mean unless you are a physicist right there's not a lot of times that there's not a lot that you can do to really refute right because they one thing that I have found in my time arguing with different conspiracy theorists yeah. on different topics is that there's they weave enough truth yes into their bullshit mm-hmm that you can't really dis. It's a imp- lot of saying. their arguments are impossible yeah. dis- to disprove yeah. because it's there's a no- there's it's all conjecture
0: Ooh, wrapped
1: point. around a little nugget of truth. Yeah. So when you try to okay, you you say okay, well that that little part is true. Yeah. And then they think, well, then why can't the rest of it then
0: right yeah that's a good point
1: point. and it's in unless you've got like a freaking unless you got like internet access and all that stuff pulled up right in a general discussion yes. with you and a buddy agreed which you don't have that yeah you don't have that capability most For of sure. the time or you know otherwise you're just a weirdo walking mm-hmm. around with a big binder right um just <laughs> you're not it's just
0: i think you have a good point
1: yeah, that's, that's, you know.
0: But watching him get like emotional and just worked up and angry, and it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Well, I, just because it's, embarrassing. it is frustrating. He's embarrassed. Oh, or, maybe.
1: I, I mean, I, that's, what, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when I get. If I know I'm losing and I'm not making sense or I'm stumbling, like yeah. I have I I have something I want to say in my mind, but it's not coming out of my right. mouth. I start to get kind of like embarrassed because yeah, yeah, I, I know I'm losing and right. everybody else is like looking at me and they're like, I'm like, oh my God. like, And then I get kind yeah. of self-conscious and then I lash out with right. kind of an angry statement. <laughs>
0: well, and I kept saying that. I'm like, Brian. It was my friend, Brian. <laughs> I said, Brian, this is not me arguing for Flat Earther. I'm just simply arguing what they would how how do you respond to that and it was just it's just a fun exercise him and i sure. do sometimes um i always love to challenge his beliefs and thoughts anyways just cuz it gets us down this massive like nerdy theoretical existential <laughs> uh conversation or debate sure. but um i don't, it's just ridiculous and this whole measles thing it's just too bad that <sighs> i don't know
1: I just love like, it's like Karen mom of three mm-hmm. and it drives her minivan mm-hmm. with the mom cut right, and knows more about, well, it's I hip- think she thinks she can just say like known science is right. wrong.
0: Right. Well, and it's almost like this, it's, I don't know if this is true, but this is kind of how I've interpreted it. It's like, it's like hipster or the cool thing to do not to vaccinate your kids now. Like, no, just let it be natural. It's like what are you talking about? I saw somebody post something and I I pray to everything spiritual that it wasn't real, but it was a it was a post. I don't know if it was real. I'm just saying I hope it wasn't, but it was like somebody like promoting a measles party to have their kids exposed so then they can naturally be immune to it.
1: I don't doubt that that's real.
0: That's what parents did with chicken <laughs> I I know that, but it's like measles is much worse. One, it's just like it's eradicated, like by vaccines. Mm-hmm. There's a vaccine for it. You don't have to be exposed to
1: yeah. it. Herd immunity has to be like above ninety percent in order for yeah those um for those vaccine for those diseases to stay dormant. Yes, like dead. Yeah, and as soon as they dip below, they're yep. allowed to spread. <sighs>
0: Probably, it will those and a lot of evolve that, like, and change? And a lot
1: of that 10% are people who can't be vaccinated. Right. So to protect those people, the rest of us have to be vaccinated. Yeah. It's a public health yes.
0: issue. Yeah, it is. It really is. But it's like, is that a selfish thing, do you think? No. No, for them not to do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no... It, it's just like this idea of the, the state. Oh. What, what is the point? What is the state... What is the state really trying to do if they're trying to vaccinate you
1: uh make you infertile <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know like, is it making temp, you infertile same, is, it, s- is it
0: is it is it making you autistic like yeah. what what
1: is it? it makes you if you're autistic you're easier to control i
0: i, I don't I, know i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah, i don't either i mean
1: that's the only way like well the cuz the 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 scientist that wrote the land like the landmark like the bible of anti-vaxxers yes the bible you were telling me about this he lost his he he lost his uh his practicing license license because he falsified it wasn't like he had a hypothesis he tested it he messed up some of the numbers and that's how he came up with it like realized he was wrong and apologized right no this guy knowingly they proved he knowingly falsified data yeah the the argument back to that is well it's the government trying to exactly shut him up they're trying to censor him yeah it's just that you can't, at that point, you can't have a conversation with right, anybody. Right, right. It's just, it's like, if you believe that the, the, the stream, the jet stream, well, after a plane Chem goes trails. by as chemtrails yeah. and they're spraying fertile you know, in like infanticide mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. not infanticide, whatever, I, whatever makes you infertile, like right. makes you infertile.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that. It's ridiculous. That's just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And
0: it's right here in home. Mm-hmm. The outbreak is here. Yeah. All we're, we're, us. we're
1: making <laughs> we, we, we're making uh, national news left and right, international. Yeah, international. I saw um, our gun bill, I sixteen thirty nine was uh, made. The Guardian, which oh. is a British publication, talking hmm. about because there's certain uh, sheriffs in state of Washington mm-hmm. says that that's they say they're going to not enforce the law. They oh. say they're going to they'll sell assault, semi-automatic assault rifles mm-hmm. per the definition of the bill. Right. Um, to people 18 to 21, which I don't know how they're going to do. Right. Because Washington State is uh, implementing its own ba- in, uh, internal background check. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. doing this. They're going to this, They're going to have a state agency running its own background checks oh, instead wow. of going to the feds. They're going to be running their own Wait, check, which they say is more... is that agency established? Not yet.
0: Dude, get in there.
1: It's going to be with state police.
0: Oh, Get in there. With state police? Yeah. yeah no. That'd be dope, dude. So anyway you they school some 'cause because
1: or, Oregon does this Oregon does the same thing. Okay. And uh they run their internal check and all they do is they run their own check and then they pass the information to the feds. Right. Because sometimes the federal database can miss things. Yeah. So they say. Um so Washington's gonna be implementing its own and then therefore when you submit a background check yeah. to eighteen to twenty one year olds and they say, Okay, well that we're not gonna even we're, we're not even gonna process that because the person doesn't meet the minimum age requirement. If a nineteen year old walked mm. in and wanted to buy it. Yeah. So the only way you're the only way you're right, gonna right. that person's gonna leave with a gun is by not doing a background check. And guess what? Now the feds are now involved. Yeah. So are you really gonna are gun gun shops really gonna take on both the federal government yeah. and the state government? Yeah. Go for it, Butch. Yeah, good like luck. Cletus Jeez. and like your brother Daryl and your other brother Daryl at Bob's gun shop and <laughs> wow, like <dude>. I'm like <laughs> I'm just
0: so tired of these people. Right. I don't
1: know. I'm just really, I'm just, I'm just annoyed that.
0: Well, okay. So, but why are you annoyed? Because they're, they're willingly like not going to follow the law, a law that you didn't vote for.
1: I'm annoyed because it just gives gun owners a bad name.
0: Okay. Yeah
1: it just makes us all look like obstructionists.
0: The way I think about it is like if you're a responsible gun owner and you are a decent person in society, these rules should not be a problem for you to purchase weapons. Right?
1: They do add a lot of extra layers to it. Right, that.
0: right. I I agree. Yeah. But Washi-
1: Washington Okay, so I mean it is adding uh, now you have to take a, you have to take a class. Yeah. To buy Wait, do you have to take a class? Yeah. Oh wow. From July first, if I want to buy a semi-automatic rifle, I will have to have taken a state-sanctioned class, paid for the class, and received a certificate. That has to be a new class. Then I n- then have to take the class again every five years if I want to continue to purchase new new firearms. Okay, so what do some automatic? Yeah,
0: rifles. yeah. What if you have semi-automatic rifles?
1: If you already have them, there's nothing more you need to do.
0: Okay. So it's just for when you want to purchase one. Yes. So say you don't purchase one for 10 years and you're like, oh, crap, I kind of want to buy one. You take the class, then you get to purchase again. Yes. I mean, it's a pain, but I don't know. I'm I'm different because I don't buy guns and I don't have guns. But I, I think that that is a better option than standing against the state and federal government and lying or omitting information or falsifying documents to purchase weapons I would have,
1: i'm not arguing with <laughs> you on that yeah but they would say like well neither should have to happen right, right? right, that, right that law right. should have never that we shouldn't ever right. have to go through those classes that yeah. law should have never been passed that law is unconstitutional because mm-hmm. it violates the second amendment mm-hmm. infringed means not to limit or um in, you know impede in any way mm-hmm. You could say, well, having to take a state-sanctioned class and pay for that, adding a tax on yeah. top of a on top of a gun purchase, right, um, would is un- is unconstitutional mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're impeding and limiting my ability to to keep and bear arms, right? Um, the Supreme Court is going to have a huge say on this. They just picked up a. Le- it's interesting enough. I know we we talked about courts kind of at length recently, yeah. and I know it's a huge area of interest of yours, and it's increasingly becoming a huge interest of mine mm-hmm. um, because it it's it's increasingly with the the legislative branch and executive branch becoming so um, just crazy yeah that it's almost we're looking to the courts to kind of navigate us through right. a this very t- tumultuous time in our yeah. history yeah. and the courts have picked up a because i just feel like we're so f- we're just so f- there's we're so f- there's so much factions factionalism right. is so huge right now in yeah. our society like everybody's digging in on ideological lines Mm -hmm. and identity lines and and so the supreme court i mean it's interesting anytime you see um the supreme court take up anything that has to do with a social issue or domestic you know something domestic you're just like oh my gosh like that's it's huge like Mm -hmm. because you look you 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 look to the supreme court for those decisions anyway the supreme court is taking up a what it will probably end up being a landmark case Mm -hmm. for gun ownership because if they reverse the second appeals court's decision mm-hmm. it opens up to cha- it opens up challenge an avenue to challenge most local mm. or state implemented uh, f- uh gun reg- gun regulations right um and it has something to do with uh, new york's uh, permit like mm-hmm. transportation uh, permits for firearms there's a transportation permit that and they're saying well, you can buy so you can when you buy a gun in, in new york that's legal there's very few guns that are even legal in new york when you buy a gun that's in new york you'll have to in order to take that gun outside of the city mm-hmm. so say like you live in new york city okay. and you want to go up to like rochester because you hunt up there right you can't do that without a transportation permit oh wow yeah And transportation permits are incredibly hard to get a hold of. Yeah. So you have to, you can only like use those guns at shooting ranges that are in your little vicinity that are in your city limits. Yikes. So say you have two homes. Yeah. Right. And you have a home, like you're, and you have a home upstate in New York Yeah. and you want to take that gun up to your house up there. You can't without a transportation permit.
0: What if you're, what if you get away with it and then the gun's there? There's, it's not registered to like an address. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, in New York, it is. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, when you when you get that transportation, when you get that permit stuff. Yeah, like and you get a gun permit. Yeah, it's tied to you and an address, and it's like. It's pretty much registered. Right. There's no national register. Like one of the biggest misconceptions that's like propagated by CSI and a lot of these crime shows is that there's some sort of national registry of firearms. Yeah. That they can be like, oh, this was used. By, like, pull up all Glock nine millimeter owners and the and yeah. the, the Dallas metro area. Like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. There is no national database for mm-hmm. firearms. There's no registry for firearms mm-hmm. at the national level. Right. But in New York, there is. Wow. There, there is like a registry of like when hmm. you, you have to have permits that tie you that tie your gun to you and in and order a place. to use them. Yeah. So that's there's like, crazy. there's like a recreation, there used to be like a recreational permit that like you could leave your city. Yeah. You could leave the city, but it had to be going to like a state sanctioned like gun range. Uh-huh. And if you didn't like they were finding, they took away that recreational license because they say it was being abused. Yeah. And that's what the, that's what the, that's where the challenge is coming from. Mm. So they're saying like, if, because it, the, what was argued to the second uh, to the second Circuit Court yeah. was that it was the immediacy clause, which mm-hmm. basically states that he, um, the court argued that they the court upheld New York's law on the immediacy clause because they said the immediacy clause allows um, for civil liberties to be impeded upon okay. if it's for the public if it's for a public. For a public goal, like to accomplish a public goal, right? So, if like, so if the st- if the state government has a law that stated purpose is to limit gun violence, they can pass certain laws that
0: help. Oh, geez.
1: Keeping from that help that help accomplish that goal, right? And they're saying that this particular law helps accomplish that goal. Okay. And the, um, the they're saying with with the Supreme Court taking up this case. There's argue, there's arguments out there that if they if the Supreme Court reverses the Second Court's decision, yeah. especially on the immediacy Clause, that all of a lot of the laws that are passed at the state and local level right. nationally um, can be now be challenged. Right. So, is it'll set precedent for right. for that? Yeah. Because I guess in our history, I didn't really know this. Yeah. But the Supreme Court has heard very little gun cases mm. so the second amendment is very little and what gun advocacy groups are trying to do now especially with this case yeah is to try to get the supreme court to recognize the second amendment the right to keep and bear right. arms on par with freedom of speech and freedom of religion that means that there should be very little if any restrictions and if the supreme court agrees with that definition of the second amendment yeah you're seeing com- abolishment of pretty much all national register, like all national regulation, any sort of yeah. regulation on the state, local, or federal level of firearms. Yeah,
0: I argued that they would the other day that so they you, they would uphold it on that level.
1: You that you think that this the Supreme Court will uphold New York's?
0: I think that no, no, no. Oh. The Second Amendment. Okay. In the same way. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I think that I think it's going to be interesting how they interpret that Second Amendment mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, like you said, if there's a lack of precedence already set on looking at the Second Amendment, I think this is an interesting place for the court to be to look at that. Mm-hmm. And the choices made now will affect the future. Yeah. And affect the past, apparently, with laws that have already been passed. Mm-hmm. But I was argue, I, not arguing. I was having a discussion with uh, a friend of mine who's a huge gun advocate. And I said, you know, I think that the courts are going to protect gun rights. I think when they get down to it and they look at the Constitution, it's in there. Who knows how they're going to interpret it. But I think in the end, gun owners will be protected.
1: Mm-hmm. At the federal level. Yes. Yes, and that's gun gun control activists mm-hmm. have realized that, that yeah. at the federal level it's a non-starter right it's, it loses elections it just keep it it creates so much fervor and in yeah. um, in, rever- in like counter activism by the mm-hmm. other side mm-hmm. that it, it it just it's not worth it right so that's why you see Bloomberg and a lot of these gun advocacy groups funding uh, bills yeah, in at the state and local level all around the country. Mm-hmm. Like 1639 had a ton of outside money coming in really? funding advertisement for 1639. Against um, or for? F- uh, for. Okay. For it. Mm-hmm. Like Bloomberg donated personally like something like $3 million to wow. 1639's funding. Mm-hmm. He d- donated that much when uh, nine... 41 passed which was the private party transfer law which was the last piece of gun legislation mm-hmm. that passed in washington like four years ago mm-hmm. so there's a lot of about they're, they're pouring in a lot of like a ton of outside money that, that that group march for our lives yeah which is uh was started by the uh, parkland school mm-hmm. serve surf- like serve surf- like that group of students um they're they're not go looking at getting national any sort of bills nationally, mm, right. they're, they're trying to implement certain laws and get certain laws on the, on the ballots mm-hmm. at the state level. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is very much a state by state okay. issue. Right. But obviously this the Fed, the Supreme court will supersede, can supersede. Yeah. That yeah. Based on how broadly they, they make their, how they rule. Right in the wording of the, of even if they, Ooh. so so say they, say they overturn yeah. New York's yeah. law. So what, what happened, what like the two major cases that the Supreme court has heard in the, at least recently about firearms, mm-hmm. semi-recently was Heller versus uh, w- the district of Columbia mm-hmm. and McDonald versus the city of Chicago, okay. both the city of Chicago and
0: the city of Chicago, the city
1: of Chicago, <laughs> the city of sh- <laughs> fuck, the city of Chicago, <laughs> The city of Chicago and uh, Washington, D.C. both had um, bans on owning handguns. Mm-hmm. You could own handguns in right. the city limits. Right. The Supreme Court found that unconstitutional, okay. but wrote very, very narrow um, decisions. Okay. Basically, just talking about that, like they didn't allow for any sort of broad interpretation, which is why mm. you didn't see mass scale Challenges to other gun, right? Um, to other uh, gun pieces of gun legislation and yeah. other, other at other levels, right? Elsewhere. Um, but they're saying that dep- if this is a very broad reaching decision, mm-hmm. that can then that is then I got gotcha. that could open it up. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's, it's gonna interesting. be really, really interesting because uh, state bill close to home, state yeah. bill 501, right? Uh, is the Big, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, this is for Oregon. It this is not hyperbole. Oregon. It is Oregon, <laughs> the, on the will, the banks of the Willamette. Um,
0: not in, hyperbole.
1: Not hyperbole. Give this is the most restrictive gun bill I have ever seen in the United okay. States at any level. What are the deets? Um, for one, it mm-hmm. would uh, for purchasing firearms, mm-hmm. you have to apply for a a purchasing permit. Oh, through the state, through uh, the state, Oregon state police. Okay. That can take up to 30 days to be approved. Mm -hmm. You have up to 30 days for it to be approved. Right. Then once you get that permit, you have 90 days to use that permit to purchase a firearm. Okay, And that's split by handgun or long gun permit. So you you have to specify whether you're getting a handgun or a long gun. So you have to, you have to apply for different permits for each type. Right. So once, once you've been approved for the permit, you then go and wait the wait the amount of time to get that permit mm-hmm. you go to a gun store you you present the permit you do a background check which has an automatic unwave unwaved for any reason 14 day waiting period right so you're looking at upwards to a month and a half mm-hmm. just to buy a firearm right um there's then there there is they're upping the background check fee from 10 to 25 dollars Okay. That, that uh, there's also a fee, so I can't remember what the exact number is. There's a fee associated with getting a permit, so now you're looking at probably at least fifty dollars, thinking. a fifty dollar yeah. tax now mm-hmm. on top of buying a gun, right? Um, and so that that's just to purchase a firearm. Then you get into the ammo, I mean, there's an ammunition, um and it's all oh, then it's going to make it there's confiscation language in terms of magazine capacity so what it's going to do is going to limit uh anything that has a detachable magazine to five rounds mm-hmm. or it had not even detachable just any magazine that's not attached to a um, like a tubular magazine this is getting pretty jargon heavy but like a that's tubular okay. magazine for a lever action or, or like a 22 okay it's the only time that you can have a any sort of magazine that's over five rounds. gotcha Anything, anything else? Yeah. Shotgun, um, shotguns. Anything that's a detachable magazine has to be limited to five rounds. Mm. So if you have any, and then that's just in if that's in the future. Current, but also it has language that includes currently owned oh. magazines. So you have once if that bill passes, you have six. You have um, you have eighty days to dispose of the to destroy it Yeah turn it over yeah. for no compensation sell it outside of the state or permanently alter it so it can't now or in the future accept more than five rounds Hmm So now you're talking about taking away property Right That's interesting Yeah There isn't any precedent federally for confiscation Yeah So it'd be interesting if that would Wasn't there stand. something
0: about pump stocks though that Trump was pushing for? Yeah Yeah as yeah. far as confiscation, which is
1: funny because everybody's screaming that Obama was the biggest right. was the biggest gun grabber right, but never passed a single piece of firearm <laughs> right like re- any sort of restrictive firearm po- like policy at all mm-hmm. in his eight years of office, and mm-hmm. then Trump goes and uses an illegal executive order to right. use the Justice Department to confiscate um, bump stocks right, which are which is the device that's attached to an AR fifteen that makes a semi automatic essentially fully auto right. You can be for or against those, but the process in which it was done to make those illegal was incredibly right. um, overreaching, yeah, and sets an incredibly dangerous precedent for the executive branch using uh, the using the uh, using not only that, but he used Whitaker. Like, so mm-hmm. uh, to get a little off topic down this rabbit hole, is sorry. President, <laughs> no, you're fine. Is that President Trump tried to do this a year ago? Yeah, but. Jeff Sessions, who was the Attorney General at the time, decided that he he, he not decided. He just said, "I can't do this without yeah. an act of Congress." You're looking. You're look. That's law. Yeah. You can't just change the wording of existing law. You can't do that. You can't change. You can change the implementation or the um or kind of the defin like certain definitions within okay. executive like through an executive order right. It, it can be that can be challenged mm-hmm. kind of like what president obama did with daca mm-hmm. extending daca to um groups of people outside right, right, of the original right. definition that was challenged in the courts found that was unconstitutional mm-hmm. it was reversed right um so anyway the, the with this executive order once st- sessions stepped down left whatever um, Whitaker, who is the acting attorney general, he's not—he's not confirmed by the Senate. Right. Then signed Trump's bump stock ban. So you yeah. used a non—he so used a illegal executive order. Right. And used a non-Senate confirmed, essentially lackey. Yes. To implement it. Yeah. If you're not like upset about that, yeah. You're not upset about. You can't be mad about anything that's. that's passed. That's
0: not even a conversation that I'm seeing.
1: I know they—they they just ignore it. Yeah, they ignore it, and they want to focus on all the liberals trying to grab your guns. It's like, right. well, look at the guy that just passed. Right. Like that—that that is more concerning than half of this other stuff. At least that was done through a democratic process. Right. And passed exactly. Through the, uh, you can you can argue that that shouldn't be constitutional. Whatever. Yeah. That's that's a different topic. Right. But what he just did was illegal. Yes. Like that was
0: passed illegally. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's a that argument that I always think about is like even with uh 1639 like democratically it was voted on and people voted on it and it passed but that is dangerous it is even even if if you're so worried about the de- the democrats and liberals coming and taking your guns your boy just set the precedents for the executive branch to do that in the future with so, with other other with anything yeah that's a great point too with anything
1: i mean look how there's 8 there's millions of federal employees
0: millions and (laughs) millions have you seen that video trump going billions yeah that's my favorite (laughs) but yeah, go ahead sorry
1: how many government agencies are there yeah and now you you, you, i mean who knows if this might this might just have been a one-time thing right right but it's out there now yeah oh yeah and if it's it's, been done it hasn't been challenged and there hasn't been any public pushback on it it's just been kind of because gun ride advocates were like well we wanted them gone anyway and then, or gun gun control advocates are yes. like, well, we wanted yes. them gone anyway. Yes. And then gun right advocates are like, well, we don't want to break from Trump. <laughs> so it just went in a whimper. It's, yeah. just, it's just a whimper. And I'm one of the few people shouting
0: about it, right? And there's there could be someone next, the next president making choices like that, and be like, well, Trump did it here. You guys mm-hmm. were fine with that. Nobody said anything. Who knows? You like we've constantly say over and over, this breaking of norms is dangerous. Yeah. And if nobody calls it out
1: It has long lasting consequences. Yes. Absolutely. I mean a lot of the stuff that Trump is doing and exploiting and pushing further mm-hmm. was process was executive overreach processes that like that were started by past presidents. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's just taking what was done before him mm-hmm. and in pushing it even pushing the boundaries even right. further.
0: Which I feel like is continuously happening. Mm-hmm. At one point does somebody say like it's gonna have to take somebody in that executive position to recognize how far it's come to put regulations on themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: But then you get like the corrosive nature of power. Is that even possible? Right. Exactly. You have to find someone who's so naturally altruistic. Yes. That
0: they, they're okay limiting themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, the founders were so worried about ambition. Yeah. Being, and there are so many, the most of the, the checks and balances is aimed at limiting individual ambition, Mm -hmm. keeping, keeping people from being able to, because everybody thinks they're right. Right. Oh yeah, of course. Both sides in Congress think that their way of governing is the right way to govern. Right. And having to come to compromise where nobody's happy is the way that the system (laughs) was intended to Mm -hmm. work because obviously you were having ideological and philosophical battles. Right. You're not going to, it's trying to limit somebody from being able to completely implement everything that they want because right. that ultimately is dangerous.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think it. I think kind of just off that note, I think that there's a there's a um, kind of encouragement for discourse, but it but when you lose the ability to for of civil discourse, mm-hmm. what do you do? So I think that the system is set up for people to disagree, then have a conversation about it, then come to a sc- solution. But we can't have that conversation now, and it's like everybody's just, I think you had a great point when you were mentioning factions, everybody's just split off and like putting their stakes in the ground and saying, I'm not budging, but nobody is pointing out the bump stock ban.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's just one of those, it's one of those things that's so interesting to me. It's like, you're so concerned with all of these gun rights. It's a, it's a second amendment issue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation with a guy that runs our concealed weapons permit classes. Mm -hmm. Um, because in Oregon, you have to take a class in order to be eligible to apply for a concealed yeah. My weapons sister
0: permit. and my dad just did it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have to take a cla- a state sanctioned class, in mm-hmm. order to then you take a certificate. You go to your county sheriff's office and apply for the Oregon concealed weapons permit. Right. Um. And he runs he runs our classes. He also works with I worked with this guy for years, and he was talking to me about state bill five hundred one, and I was like, it's not going to pass. It's it's not even in it's still in the conceptual stage at this point. It was introduced to subcommittee. If you have any idea how long of a process this thing still has to go through, and mm-hmm. name me what was the last restricted organ? Is a, is a liberal state, mm-hmm. but has been traditionally a very very uh, open gun ownership state. Is mm-hmm. one of the some of the best gun laws in the nation. Right. Um, well, best if you're coming from a if you're coming from the pro-gun side of the yeah. argument, it's, it's incredibly, um, liberal mm-hmm. with its gun ownership. Yeah. It means it allows a lot of gun owners. Right. Um, very little restriction. Um, so I said, historically, your, your guys' legislature has struck down a lot of bills. Mm-hmm. The last big bill that you guys were freaking out about a year ago, didn't even make it out of committee. Right. I said, like, let's not like let's act like the skull is sky is falling. He's like, well, he's like, well, I, uh, He's like, he's like, if even if Kate Brown can just she can just sign anything she wants into law, even if it's not even if it's not legal. And I said, no, she
0: can't. Yeah, she
1: can't do it. Yeah. She's like, well, he's like, well, Obama did it. And I said, what? <laughs> I say, what? I said, what was one thing Obama just signed into law? Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I, I can't, I can't think of any, I can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, a DACA. I said DACA. I said, yeah. He did, and it was challenged in the course and found unconstitutional. Yeah. And then he said, well. There, there's this other stuff like I'll have to get I'll have, I'll have to get back to you. and he started getting like really red in the face and kind of like embarrassed, uh, embarrassed. And, <laughs> and but he, he wasn't willing to relent it just ended on oh I, I just I know it's out there I just can't remember it so he's just gonna go on thinking that. well that's fine totally too though it.
0: but it's this complete inability to go you know I might be wrong I'll get back to you
1: but uh, but then didn't mention that literally Trump did what he was yeah. claiming Kate Brown was going to do yeah
0: oh she's public enemy number one over there dude mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she's getting blamed, apparently, for everything. Yeah, huh. for,
1: for something she hasn't even done, just signing. It. Right, right. It's like, oh, 501 didn't pass through the legislature. I'm just going to still sign it. Like, it's that culture of where, fear. Where has that ever happened? Yeah. When has that happened in the United States? Right. Where the legislature has not voted have not voted to pass a bill and the executive just went, yep,
0: Yeah, you're law. good. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Right. It's never happened. Right. I mean, we're seeing breaking of norms, though. You never know.
1: Yeah, I I guess if we just, our whole democratic system is just dead.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, But anyway, the 501 um, ammunition restrictions, you can't purchase more than 20 rounds of ammunition a month. That's not per type, that's just 20 rounds of ammunition. So, boxes boxes of ammo are not sold in 20 round increments. Right. You can, like, People buy bricks of twenty two, which is five hundred rounds. <laughs> what are they gonna do? We're like, gonna have to sell ammo in sandwich bags.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what
1: thinking. But then you have to do a background check on yeah. it. Yeah. That's a fourteen day waiting period on your twenty rounds buy of ammo? ammo. Yeah. You have to do background checks Every on time? ammo. Yep. You're lying. And guess who has in the, and then here's how it's it's unenforceable. No way, dude. There's here's no how way here's it's how it's unenforceable un- un- yeah. is that uh, they're they're saying that the state is not going to be in charge of making sure people don't buy more than twenty rounds yeah. per month. It has to be up to the dealers. So you could just go from dealer to dealer to buy your each, fi- uh, buy twenty rounds at each yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how is that even enforceable? Why are is you? Is the like- code
0: going to say it and be like he's reached his limit for the month?
1: So so we have <laughs> to keep like uh, we have to keep a, a a list of people we sell it okay. to, and that then determine sense. if they've sold it. So you're gonna you're putting that onus on. On uh on dealers? You're gonna yeah. add more layers to what we already have to do? No like, way, dude. We're not getting paid for no that. No way. You're you're gonna ask you're gonna ask uh, retail owners to then have to pay for, Yeah, are you making
0: federal wages? Yeah. You're gonna start getting that federal benefit sure, to guess. do that job. Right. No way, dude. No, no, no way. This, this bill's not passing. Yeah.
1: And that's why I keep telling people. But they still want to just be upset. Sc- they still want to scream and yell about it. they So I was telling that to... I was, we're talking about it on the counter because everybody... I was getting mad about the counter, and they know that I'm the only one who's read the freaking bill, both yeah. 1639 and 501 right. in their entirety. So people always come to me and ask me, and I just hand them the PDF. I have PDFs They're printed out on the it, dude. I have PDFs printed out on the gun counters, and I just hand it to them. They're highlighted. I have them highlighted for people. You're a dork, dude. And they don't <laughs> fucking read them. They don't read them.
0: That's amazing Jeff, that you did so that. It's so frustrating. Well, and it makes your job a million times. Not job. It's not your job to tell them about it, but it's like every time they come to you, you're just like, read it. I mean, that's cool that you did that, but they're not going to read it.
1: No. No, they're not. Because they want to be mad about what they want to be mad about. Yeah. But um,
0: people don't read. People don't read. No. I I had a big thing that I posted recently Mm -hmm. about what's going on with me, and it was long. I spent a long time writing it, and my buddy called me and was like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, just read it, dude. And he goes, ah, I got like a paragraph and I couldn't. I'd rather just call you. <laughs> and I'm like, the re- reason I wrote it, dude, is because it gets old just rehashing it and yeah. telling it over and over and oh, over a, and over. I, yeah. So it's like <laughs> that's the same situation with you right or handing the bill. It's just like, just read it, dude. Just do your own work. And they're like, no, just tell me what it means. Can you put it in can you put this in meme form for me, please? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> can I get this in a gif? Yeah. A GIF? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No way, I, dude. There's no way. That it bill's not
1: bill's not passing. So I was telling that I was uh, three guys at the counter and I was like telling them like guys, you guys are you guys are worrying for nothing. Right, right. It's not gonna pass. And plus I mean, it, there's two points I want to, like, there's there's this little anecdote I want to get to, but then a larger point okay. of, this, like, students, because this bill was introduced by students. Right. Anyway, um, this bill was written by, supposedly written by students. There's no way, there's too much legal jargon for yeah. that to be written by high school students. Um, so, this guy, this, I don't know where he came from. He was just down an aisle or something, and uh-huh. he just heard... Oh, at your story. When he thought he, okay. he thought he heard me saying something. I don't know. Okay. Because Phil was like, well, I don't know. I didn't think 1639 was going to pass. And I said, Phil, it's not even, I said, that's not even remote. Like they're not, it's not apples to apples with those two bills. Right. One, 1639 was a ballot measure and went to the vote of the people. I go, honestly, I think if 1631, like 501, had been a legisl- like had been a bill going through the legislative process, it had probably had a lot less chance of passing. Right and the and I go that's why I think you're probably safe on 501 because it's not going to a vote of the people; it's going through a legislative process. And I go, which tends to be a little bit more conservative than the general public, right? And this guy just—I don't know what he thought I said or whatever—but he comes up to the counter and he's like, "Do you believe that? Do you really believe that?" And I—I I wasn't <laughs> even looking at him. I'm like, I turn. I'm like, what the fuck like who is this guy and he's just standing over the counter and he's just like do you believe that and i'm just like jesus and he i'm like believe what and he says you're a young man all the rest of us here we're a lot older we see stuff that's happening we see stuff that's never we'd never thought would happen you're too young to understand any of this. And I looked at him and I said, I can't have this conversation. I just walked off the <laughs> counter. I walked away from him. I said, you're know, you really I'm like the kid who like the, the 28, like one, I'm 28. I'm not right. that young. Right. Who the, the one person at this gun counter, you're going to tell me, I don't know anything. I'm the, I'm the motherfucker that was sitting there highlighting the bill. Yes. I'm the one
0: who's read those read bills. It. How and many you, times?
1: And you're going to, and you're going to tell me <laughs> I'm the one who don't know anything. Yeah. You haven't even had a conversation with me. Right
0: he hasn't even read it. I guarantee we didn't read it no but I, b- but
1: because i'm young right i don't know what the hell i 'm talking about, and i don't and my, my opinions don't matter because for no other reason than the fact of my our relative age right you're smarter than me, your opinion matters more than me for no other reason than our relative age difference
0: mm-hmm. that makes <clears throat> sense just <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what did you do you just left I just walked I just walked off what did he say he kept chirping oh I don't know how you deal with that dude like when I was in like retail and mm-hmm. people would say shit I would literally go Nah, I'm not fucking doing that and I would just walk away because <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't do it dude I could not I there's a reason I don't want to retail dude yeah it's, I, it's awful well and it's you don't disagree with this guy no
1: I mean, for <coughs> as for as far as that
0: conversation went, right. I don't disagree with right. Him. I mean, if you're we uh, well, yes, but we, if you're we didn't have about,
1: a chance to find any sort I mean, of disagreement. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah.
0: on this bill, you're like it's not going to pass. If it, it was up to you to vote for the bill, you wouldn't vote for it. I'm sure he wouldn't vote for it. But for some, for whatever he reason, whatever he thought he heard, you're just young and dumb.
1: Because I said I didn't think it, it would. Pa- it had a less of a chance of passing right. through a legislative process.
0: Right. Do
1: you really believe that? <laughs> All I said was that I think a legislative process gives it a less chance of passing. How old
0: was this guy? You think?
1: Uh, fifty-five.
0: Oh, okay. Why are you so dumb, dude? I don't know. He's wearing camo. Oh, how'd you
1: see him? I don't know. <laughs> I always, I always laugh at people who look like they dress up to come to an outdoor store. Yeah, you ever want to people watch? Go to the Sportsman Show, dude. People like dress up specifically <gasps> to go to that shit.
0: Oh my god. I just realized something. What? We are recording at your house right now. Yeah. Go get your call.
1: Oh, I do have a goose call here. Most of more of my parents. Yeah. Okay. I can do it here. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're gonna be so my neighbors are gonna be so
0: mad. That's okay. You can do it just for a little bit.
1: It's already eight o'clock. All right, I'll be right back. Okay.
0: What is that made of? Ivory? That was awesome! You're the master of that. Let me see that thing. That was freaking baller, dude. Thanks, Jake. We promised that for a long time. We had to get Wait, it done. Did,
1: did that was was that recorded? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna like I was gonna do it again. <laughs> you
0: can do it again if you want. <laughs> I just don't know how loud it's gonna be. Don't do it right in I the won't. Tank.
1: Okay, so this is this is a short read goose call. Okay. Made by Bill Saunders. Okay. And it's uh I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna do it real quick. Okay.
0: Really quick. Let me I'll watch the, the levels as you do it. All right. Oh, you sound so cool, dude. <laughs>
1: I love it. All right. All right. So th- I know we promised that forever. <laughs> forever ago. So that, that's, that was a nice segue to get us off that yelling topic.
0: No, that was good. I like that topic. I like when you get as passionate as you need to be.
1: Sure. As passionate as I needed to be. Um,
0: it's dramatic. Kind of to bring this full circle, uh, I saw that there's a proposed legislation in Washington to, um, to exempt... Uh, that would ban personal exemptions for the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine.
1: Yeah, Kylie just said that to me today.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, uh, it's tough, man. I don't know. I, it it gets to that stupid like slippery slope argument. Who knows?
1: You start requiring people to you know get vaccinations,
0: right? And then you get into like Dude, that's the that's the start of the final solution. Does it get classified as like, oh, it's not just personal now, it's religious, like how far do they go for yeah, reasoning?
1: I, right? I think they'll I think they're definitely will
0: Kylie mentioned that she thinks they will definitely be a like a religious exemption. Right. I would think so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is there a relig- is, is there, there like like an like anti vaxxer? Cr- I know that there are some like religions who like refuse to like go to the doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which they would probably probably be like anti-vaxxers, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, just a normal, everyday Joe just saying, like, I just don't want to. Yeah. I think this is an attempt to limit that. I don't know. Because I would imagine that those who are using religious reasons not to be vaccinated are a smaller number than those who are using, like, personal Mm -hmm. just beliefs to not be vaccinated. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think it's. If people aren't going to do it, I mean, what do you do? If if it's a it's a public health issue, it's a it's a. I mean, we're in a state of emergency in in Washington State because of the spreading of measles. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you want? You want what? You, yeah, what disease next is going to come back? Right, right. You want the government to interfere on this, but not on that. Step in here, but not on that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, so what is the limit? And when everybody starts getting super sick because of the spread of a, a virus or, or disease, at what point do you want the government to step in and do something and regulate that? I don't have an answer. Yeah, it's so tough, man. Yeah. It just gets into the role of
1: government, right? Right. Like you just got to get down a philosophical rabbit hole. Yeah. At yeah. that point, and then because, but then you got to rem, remain consistent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because what what is okay government intervention for you is not going to be okay for the person who's affected by that non government oh, yeah. intervention. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's a lot of the it's kind of the same like the the a lot of the arguments for it's parallel to. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if this is a topic we even want to touch as two guys, but the uh, the abortion um, law mm-hmm. that changed in New York, mm-hmm. and they oh, they changed right, right, it from right, right, crimin- right. from from being part of the criminal code to a public to public health, mm-hmm. and people talking about how you know that could open the door to to such and such and such. Like there's never going to be a, a perfect law. I agree. And because there's going always going to be unintended consequences yes. to any particular law. There's going to be, you could, you could point to any anecdote that says, well, if this law was passed or worded differently, that this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if it had been worded to prevent that from happening, something else would have happened exactly. because of that wording. Absolutely. So it, it's, I guess it's just trying to weigh what is the best for the common good, for the right. greater good. Right. Um, but then we also have minority protections inherent in our constitution to mm-hmm. protect minorities from the tyranny of the greater good. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's such a delicate balance, it especially is. in a democracy mm-hmm. like the United States. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, <laughs> that's a long winded way of saying I have
0: no F clue. That was very well put. I like that. I think we'll end there. All right. All right. Uh, We'll have to do it over here more. I get to see your floofs.
1: My floofs. Yeah. <laughs> Bo and Tucker are both here. They've been really good.
0: Yeah. They've been awesome.
1: They didn't bark other than when I blew my goose call.
0: <laughs> um, Thank you for doing that. I'm glad. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I need to go see a competitive goose call. I'll, I'll pull up a video. <laughs> okay. We'll do it. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll, we can post it. I'll find a way to post it. Okay. All right. Um, next week is To The Republic. Yes. So um, listen, learn thanks for listening to this show and thanks you thank you for following us on social media yeah thank you guys so much um after to the Republic we're working on a guest I know we mentioned it last week um, but're we're, we're kind of hammered right now to, to get to the Republic done so after that we're gonna focus on getting a guest on um, and we'll go from there
1: yeah remember that to the Republic Arizona KXRW which is 99.9 um, also can be found on what 107.1 mm-hmm and 91.1
0: yeah the x-ray app is probably the the easiest way definitely just mobile to have it on your phone mm-hmm. um and then you can always find the back logged episodes on kxrw vancouver
1: yep and kxrw or kxry x-ray has mm-hmm. now uh expanding the signal yes so you can hear us as far south as salem yeah. so if there's any of you guys in kind of centralish mm-hmm. oregon uh you guys can reach us now yeah so
0: all right, guys, again, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.